Hey, it's Yolakali. What's up? You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to our BBB Studios channel. This is Giovanni, a.k.a. Gigi. And Diego, also known as Didi. And you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FN Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. In today's video, we'll talk about what makes a BBB. If you're new to our channel, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and keep the edges laid and the bills paid, hun. But for the new BBBs who have been living under a rock... It stands for a beat, Batty B. So let's ask these uncultured swines, better known as the locals, what they think a BBB stands for. Okay. My name is Camila Reese. Girl, I'm good. I'm doing good. We living, we living and breathing. Um, I think it stands for for big booty. My name is Melissa. Alright, Melissa. Bad only. Oh, so there's still Owen BBB. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. We'll find out later. <laughs> so, brother and me. BBB? Three Bs? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make a guess. Guess. Um, you can say whatever you think it means. I don't know, cause like I'm usually not around like like the what's called the short things. Mm-hmm. Acronym. <laughs> yeah, like like that yeah. type of stuff when they like do those things with letters. So I don't know. Well, it's okay. <laughs> you will find out later on in our show. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day, yo. You too. Thank you. So would you look at the time? Gigi and Didi got a bounce. But what did we take from this video? That you're a BBB yourself. Unlike these uncultured swine, so we better see you in the next video. Period. Nothing left to say. Like period. 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 Welcome. This is what's up, and and today we're gonna talk about how to be a BBB 101. Well, first, hi, BBs. I'm Gigi. And I'm Didi. And welcome back to our regular, regular broadcast. In today's show, we'll be chit-chatting about what we love best. Makeup! Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but really, we're going to be talking about makeup. In today's segment, we'll, bring, we'll be bringing up topics about self-esteem, dark skin issues, men in makeup, and we'll be bringing up... To- oh, wait. And the controversial beauty community. Remember, you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. Okay, Okay, BBs, let's let's get get started. So first, we'll be talking about self-esteem. And like, okay. So self-esteem in makeup, it could bring confidence. Like, so how does makeup bring confidence in people? Like, how does it make them feel 
better about yourself, like whether it's just putting on lipstick or mascara. Yeah, like there's a lot of stages to makeup. A lot of people have their own styles and mm -hmm. a way to be happy, confident, and just bring up your self-esteem. You can see it a lot through people wearing makeup. It's not really a way of hiding. A lot of people like to say, oh, you're hiding yourself. Like, ew, what do you have? You have bags? Like, no, honey, I just like to look cute, you know? So there's different styles to it. It shouldn't always be about, like, just covering your face or co covering your insecurities. It's, like, enhancing your natural beauty. Because, like, covering, it just sounds, like, negative. Like, no, I'm enhancing it. Right. I'm enhancing what God gave me. <laughs> okay. And it's, like... Make, like people like yeah like how you said people have different styles some people like a very like glam look whether it's day-to-day -day basis uh -huh. or like a very natural or minimalistic makeup like it's it all depends on everyone like some people it takes a lot for them to feel better about themselves yeah and you gotta remember like to have self-esteem you really have to be very confident with yourself you know you want to portray yourself as how you want to be portrayed so when you think about it, a lot of women and men, you know, and non-binary people, you know, we have to include everybody in this household. <laughs> um, they, they have the red lipstick. Do you want to tell us about the red lipstick? Um, the red lipstick. Um, hmm. I don't really know a lot about the red lipstick, but like just recently, uh, the red lipstick now like shows empowerment. Like, you know. Yes, um, it's like. You know, when you are that girl, that chick, mm -hmm. you know, that sister, and you have, like, a beautiful outfit done, and you just put on your red lipstick, you can feel charged. And I know that because, like, my mom, when I grew up, you know, she would get ready for the fiestas, mm -hmm. for the party. She will be like, hey, let me get this ready, you know? <laughs> and she would put on her red lipstick, and that's what brought that wow side out of her. But it's, like, it's still her. She's just living her best life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the red lipstick is very, like, dominant. A lot of people, like... Mm -hmm can be intimidated by it but it's like do it you know like we want right. everybody to have and their red lipstick and like the red lipstick's bold or any lip color is bold like you oh, want yeah. you want to make a statement wear a red lip <laughs> you want to make a statement period honey <laughs> that's for sure and like <clears throat> it's just like feel like just the, like the red lipstick like you can put it on and like personally for me, like if I put it on, I don't like it on me. But every like other people, like I know my best friend, she loves red lipsticks. That's like all she wears. That's her signature look. And she feels like she tells me like she loves it. She feels like a whole like when you put on a red lipstick, you just feel like a whole nother person. Yeah. Okay. Now we have tips, guys. Mm -hmm. So you guys can judge who has the better tips. Gigi or Didi. It's gonna be me just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna drag you after. Cheer. Um, you know what? Says? Okay. So tip number one: if you want your teeth to look as white, you know, shining white like stars, honey, you get a cool tone red lipstick. This is why we brought up the red lipstick. See, we're trying to help you out. You know, mm. just in case you forgot to brush your teeth that day. You know, make sure your lipstick, your red lipstick, is a cool tone, meaning it has more blue shifts to it, and that'll make your teeth look really nice and sparkling white. So now we have our beautiful, beautiful, most snatched BB right here, Melissa. So, Melissa, tell us. So, Melissa, we did your makeup earlier. Tell us, how do you feel? I feel snatched. Nah. Ah, <laughs> No, it, it feels good. I mean, I like the colors. You guys did a really good job on it. Like, yeah. Oh my god, thank you. Self-confidence is like increased right now. My self-esteem. Oh, like, you know. She's going to take over the world. Like she's going <laughs> to take our gig right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like yeah, makeup definitely does like 
increase your self-esteem and it's also a statement of art it's an art form you know yeah, yeah. for sure and yeah totally. it's really appreciative and yeah you guys did a really good job you know yes yeah yes. i like the little purple like yeah. highlight. i was gonna ask you i'm like isn't that your favorite color yeah i love purple and then like the fact that you guys use purple i was like yes we love that right and when you think about it purple is such like a fierce color like it can be intimidating especially and having it like on your red. eye like red yeah. or purple mm -hmm. yeah these are like royal colors you know these yeah. are very vibrant outgoing mm -hmm. like you're their colors and some people are like scared to like play with color like they don't want to do it and it's like it's fun it is fun right. yeah. yeah and like makeup definitely does like increase your confidence mm -hmm. like you feel like you're you're empowered by yourself and yeah definitely yeah. really good yeah for sure and how did you feel when we first asked you if you could let us do your makeup. I was kind of intimidated. I was <laughs> like, oh, because, like, you know, I don't really, you don't really trust anyone with, like, your face or anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, once it was in process, while you guys were, like, beating my face, I was like, yo, this feels really Ooh. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you sure did came out real big, girl. Yeah. Coming for our gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yes, definitely. So it was really nice. My self-esteem everything my skin is already clear you know right nah. you know like yeah. the skin <laughs> is gleaming <you> know? <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah definitely so back to the purple do you feel that confidence with that color because you know like we said that's an intimidating color how you feel yeah i love purple and yeah purple is obviously I, like i use a lot of like purple nail polish mm -hmm. on my nails like you know so yeah i feel like I feel really empowered when I use purple nail polish, and especially now that it's on my eyes. We love that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. She's royalty. You feel like you're going to go to Great Britain and tell the queen, girl, I'll take like, your spot. <laughs> get off that throne. It's like, yeah, you're no. like, give me my chair and my throne. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. We're having okay. a good time over here. <laughs> so, Melissa, you um, tell us, do you yourself wear makeup, like, voluntarily? Voluntarily? No, because I usually don't have time to do it, or I'm pretty lazy. Uh, <laughs> like me I'm, I'm being honest right yeah. here no oh, i don't yeah. really but i do like watching makeup tutorials or like i follow a lot of makeup artists because mm -hmm. like it's really pretty what they do you know it's an yeah. art form it's incredible that they like take their time on doing that and it looks amazing mm -hmm. so i really Oof, do appreciate yeah. like a lot of people who like beat their face up really nice you know Mm-hmm. because we know that's a process yeah yes. literally i think you guys took what like an hour yeah right like yeah. a, like a like good hour yeah i appreciate you guys you know uh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much thank you yeah. who did better Gigi or dd i mean just asking uh, for a friend you know uh, <laughs> i'm not saying no um I both of y'all you know <laughs> yeah. mm, we're not gonna take that as an answer we're gonna have to talk to our lawyer now <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks okay so what are some other like when have you worn makeup you know like besides today have you ever worn makeup for like an occasion i have but, like, it's really simple. It's probably just, like, mascara, mm -hmm. just, like, uh -huh. mm, lip gloss, yeah. or, like, just filling up my eyebrows, and that's basically uh, it. Yeah. Or, like, a little mm. bit of concealer under the eyes, because gotcha. yeah. I don't want to look like a raccoon or, like, oh. look yeah. like I haven't slept yeah. for, like, ten days, you know? Me. Yeah. Mm. Basically, but not, like, beat beat, where I'm, like, I have my own eyeshadow, my lip <laughs> oh, done, yeah. everything, my yeah. contour, my highlight. Yeah, no. Yes. Not at that level. Would you think after this you would try, like, mm, to wear it more often? Or are you just going to be like, mm? I would, because, you see, I've been trying to put, like, do eyeliner. But, like, oh. I have a very, like, shaky hand. And I'm, like, I'm practicing on it. So you guys have definitely, like, made me feel like, yeah, I might be trying this sooner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can always come to us. We yeah. have the tips or whatever. <laughs> I got you know. better tips, you know. Mm -hmm. Girl, we know. we mm. No. Okay. 
Well, thank you so much, Alyssa. Thank we you. appreciate you. Go on with your purple and, you know, take the take the queen's throne, like you said. <laughs> thank you so much. I no, appreciate you guys. No, thank you. Class for her. Thank yes, you. we yes. love her. Yes. Okay, now we're going to go into a quick song. If you guys did not listen to our intro, first of all, shame on you. Automatically, your your credit score is going down for not listening to us. Okay. But if you don't know what a BBB stands for, it's for a beat, baddie, what, Didi? B. Um, okay. So recently we talked about self-esteem and we had our beautiful, most beautiful queen, Melissa. She was great. She was beautiful. We really loved her. It was a moment. It was a huge moment. So now we're going to get in the topic about makeup products and ingredients because you need to know what you're putting on your face. Didi, yeah. do you know what you're putting on your face? Mm, sure. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to find out. Okay, so th we're going to do our sister studies right now. Yes. So I'm going to need everybody to take out a notebook and a pen, some, you know. And take these notes because you need to take care of your skin. If you're going to be a part of the makeup sisters, the BBBs, you need to know what you're putting on your face. So first off, um, let's start with this. Makeup is a one-size-fits-all, as beauty influencer Patrick Starr mentions. But how are makeup products limiting people from unleashing their inner artists? Well, let's remember our previous conversation. Well, not previous, but like, the conversation we're going to have later, but mm -hmm. dark skin issues. Yeah. Hands down. Not a debate. We don't want to talk about it. That is one of the biggest, like, most biggest problems in the beauty community. Yeah. And that's limiting people because people of color cannot find their shades. And it's unacceptable. Like, <laughs> 2019, come on. So, you know, hands down, that's the main problem. But, like we said, the following up is what you're putting on your face. Yes. So... <clears throat> Sorry, guys, my throat a little, mm -hmm. a little bad. But let's talk about the other factors that follow up to other limitations, which is vegan versus cruelty-free. Okay, so yeah. what's the difference between cruelty-free and vegan makeup? Oh, my God, Didi, I'm glad you didn't. You never, you thought you would never ask. <laughs> you know, because, like, I'm the smart one in the group. Mm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so vegan makeup is pretty much, like, any type of makeup that doesn't contain any, like, animal matter or like any type of like animal product and mm. so for example like I, I, i'm pretty sure everybody knows who yeah. vegans are yeah so like it's very straightforward and then cruelty free makeup it's pretty much just makeup that's not tested on animals yes. or animals are not harmed by it and if you want to know like what kind like how do you like know it's not tested on animals there's always like a sign on like a palette or like any product and it will have like a bunny sign and it says cruelty free. Yeah. Like, right there, like on the packaging. Right it there. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, sis, do you really want to buy it? Mm -hmm. They tested on a cute little panda. Do you really want to buy it? 
I don't think so. Okay, so guys, listen up. Now, did you know that your cosmetic store carries around 4,300 makeup products and only 134 out of the 4,300 cosmetic products are cruelty-free and vegan? Wow, sister shook, Mm -hmm. sister shook. And guess what? Like, right? Like, what happened to the people that want to use good makeup? Because there's one thing to be cruelty-free and vegan for a product. We didn't ask for it. We, we didn't ask for it, okay? Yes. Like, it doesn't work. We didn't ask for it. It's cruelty-free and vegan. We didn't ask for it. Because, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people, like, like to claim they're vegan and cruelty-free, but their products yes. aren't the best. They're not good. I like it. So, yeah, you know, like, dang, Ulta and Sephora, mm-hmm. we're really going to need you to help the BBs out, Okay. We need justice for our vegan and cruelty-free customers because, honestly, the animals didn't shake their tails for approval to use them as your benefit. Right. Period. Period. Period, 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 period. <laughs> so, another thing. We're going to do this quick little thing. So, Diego, do you have your makeup with you? Yes. Uh, okay, yes. girl. Brought my whole bag. Uh, mm, I'm poor, so I just brought, like, three things. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so, okay. I have Miss Anastasia Glow Kit right here. Got two of them. Mmm, so, girl... Look, right. look, I, I'm going to dare you right now. Check the ingredients. You see them okay. ingredients? Yes. Girl, see some, see some. Can can you understand it? Can you understand it? No, this looks like. Read it. Mm, talc, F, mm, girl, I'm not good with grammar, okay? So don't come for me. Um, Ethylixyl something. Yeah, see, those are the kind of things that will break you out. And that's why you need to search for cosmetic products that are non-cominogenic, which means they won't break you out. So, yes, thank you, thank you. I would look at my stuff, but, girl, we have a whole other topic to talk about, (laughs) and that's our dark-skinned girls out there, you know? So, Diego, start us off, DD. All right. Girl, there's a lot to talk about with that. There's a lot of problems with, um, like, how... Where do I start, actually? Like, I don't know where to start, because there's, like, so much that's, like... So much. Let's start off with um, this brand Rihanna came out with, Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. She helped revolutionize the makeup industry. She set the standard that if you're going to come out with concealers, foundations, blushes, lipstick, anything, it better better work for everyone. Do not come half eight because we need the the best. We need everything done right there, pure point blank. And, you know, there have been some brands that screwed it up. They really did. They really did. We're not going to mention them because they don't deserve um, this platform. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. But anyway, like, she, we, we, we knew that we needed inclusivity in the beauty community. But after, like, once, because, like, it was someone, like, it was a person, Rihanna, because she's, like, very famous. And she's a black woman that everyone loves. She, she kind of, like, made everyone woke. We're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we need to really step up our game. Yes. And, and it's like... Um, it was always the thought of, like, what's wrong? Like, what is, like, what's the problem with it? Um, yeah, for sure. And here's another thing. For my dark-skinned, you know, melanin-infused girls Mm. right there out here, you know? I don't think y'all want to buy from a brand that doesn't cater to you, right? Yes. So, you know, like, like Didi said, Fenty Beauty has put out a beautiful selection of, first they came out with 40 shades. Now they expanded with 50 because they were like, um, we're not done. Who <laughs> said we were done? So, you know, who, who said we were done, DJ? <laughs> no one. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you got to remember, like, mm-hmm. if you are dark skinned, like, from what my friends tell me, because me personally, I am not. 
I'm not melanin infused like my sisters out here. Mm-hmm. But like from what my friends have told me, they have told me that they refuse to support other brands that they would really just basically rely like on brands, for example, just Beauty Bakery and Fenty Beauty because they carry for them. You know, mm-hmm. Black Radiance. Those are some examples. Yes. And when you think about it, there's some brands that will make your shades, but they're doing it just to get money out, yeah. out from you. So you have to remember that because it has always been a problem. Mm-hmm. And women of color that are from darker skin, they always yeah. had the problem of having to mix two foundations. And do you, yeah. do you have the money to buy two foundations to mix them? I think not sway. Right. And like... Like, y- you and me, we're obviously, like, we have lighter skin. Mm-hmm. And it's always easy. We could walk into a drugstore counter or Sephora or Ulta or MAC or any mm-hmm. other, like, makeup brand. And we will always, like, have, like, right there, the, it will, like, we might always have, like, they'll have our shade. Yeah. But how come it's not fair for someone who's darker than us to, like, walk in there and, like, try many different foundations and it's still, like, oh, sorry, but we can't find your right one. Right. It's so annoying, like, because I know even for... Even for me, I know that when I go to stores, I can't find my foundation. I'm not saying, like, my struggle is as the same as Darkson mm-hmm. because theirs is way hard. Yes. But, like, you know, there's uh, there's something called undertones. Yeah. And for me, I have very olive green undertones. Mm-hmm. And, like, foundations usually aren't like that. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, girl, like, I can't. But I can always make it work. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of friends because, like, since I do makeup, a lot of my friends who are, pe- you know, darker skinned and... You know, that aren't like Beyonce skin. So, you know, like yeah. very honey. They they have actually pretty dark skin. You know, mm-hmm. they're beautiful. And they all come up to me and they're like, wow, like since you're the makeup artist, like tell me like what is a good product for me? Like this, that. And it's like, how can I recommend you something? Yeah. If it's not even out there. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And but obviously this was a little more back then. Yeah. And then. But when you think of now, you can kind of recommend. Yeah. But. It's usually pricey. Why does it have to be pricey, more pricey for people of color than for, uh, like, people of medium Mm -hmm. to lighter skin? And I always thought that, is there a problem? Like, can you not, like, are, like, brands, like, is it hard to make darker colors? Is it, like... It's really not. It's really not. Like, I always thought, like, maybe it's harder to make. And they always make the excuse, like, oh... They, they won't buy it. Like, they want it. Like, they want to buy it. Like They, they just won't. don't have the option. Yes. Like, what do you mean they don't want to buy it? Like, you're just not giving them the option. Exactly. You guys are just not making mm-hmm. it for them. And if you do make it, it's orange. Right. Who wants to be looking like a Dorito? So here's a tip, sisters. Yes. If you want, like, if you need some advice on what brands to use, there's NARS, there's MAC, there's Fenty, there's Black Radiance, Black Up Beauty, Makeup Forever, that cater to dark skin and black women. And men. Let's not forget the inclusivity. <laughs> yes. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so now we are going to go into... Ah, sorry. We're going to go <laughs> into a quick song called Black Girl Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black girl, black girl, magic. I like my eyes and my skin and all within. People talked about the way I am. Natural hair in my chocolate skin. Walk is crazy, sit in my hips. Ain't nothing like a woman with some nice full lips. I'm proud to say I'm from the motherland. It ain't so bad Cause now that I don't want the brazen dreadlocks Paying money just to get the curves that I got That's why I keep 
Welcome back to What's Up. You are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolokali in Little Village. I am Gigi. And I'm Didi. And today we have here for you on how to be a BBB 101, which if you weren't listening to us earlier, like I said, your credit score, boop, down Bile the drawing. Yup, because that's what's happening. So might as well listen now to... You know, bring it back up. <laughs> no, it's a scientific fact. You know, it's proven. And a BBB stands for a beat baddie. What? B. So let's get into our other subject. And that is men in makeup. makeup. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oof, okay. So, you know, Didi and I, we're men in makeup. Mm-hmm. And proud of it like yeah we love it it's fun it's great it's a fun time over here mm-hmm. so Didi, you want to start us off all right so this is like a very like very not controversial topic but it's also like people need to know that men have been wearing makeup for centuries for centuries since like 4000 mm-hmm. bc sus <laughs> pretty long ago yeah since ancient Egypt, fun fact, men have been men and women of all classes wore makeup every day. Girl, I do that too. Does that mean I'm ancient? <laughs> oh my god, I'm old. Yeah, and also um, in the 18th centuries, which if you didn't know, in the 18th centuries, like mm, was it the yeah, I believe so. That's when makeup was set as a standard for one gender. So it's like women could wear makeup and men couldn't because at the Mm -hmm. time like in ancient egypt if you wore you know like your cat wing that showed some kind of social status it showed that you were wealthy it showed you were wealthy wow Mm -hmm. so i guess i'm wealthy because i Mm -hmm. do cat liner (laughs) damn (laughs) wow i am cheap wealthy Mm -hmm. anyways because in the 18th century king louis the 16 right yes the 16 um he actually went bald you know he was bald-headed so <laughs> I felt that too. And so he had to, you know, put on some hair, take care of his hair, wigs and all yes. the shenanigans. And he did his makeup. He would use, you know, a nice, very light powder because, you know, at the time being light was very, you know, very. the thing. But like we said oh. earlier, because okay. um, King Louis, he used um, a beauty product. Um, it was some kind of powder, and it contained uh, this harsh chemical. What lead? Was it? it was lead. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why we talked about um, makeup products earlier because we don't want you using that kind of nasty, yeah. nasty on your face. Yeah, they really, the Europeans really did something. <laughs> they, they had a lot of things to do. But like during the 1700s, it was when both like men and women of the aristocratic class wore makeup to show that they were wealthy. Yeah, so I hope you like their cute little tip mm-hmm. and talk about men in makeup. So now we're going to talk about the... The beauty community. Wow, what a controversial topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where do we start? 
Where do we start? Actually? Where do we start? You know what? Where, where are my notes? You you guys, like I said earlier, take out your, your notebook and a piece of pen because you guys need to know what's going on too. The beauty community is a very um interesting interesting place. It's very inclusive. I'll give them that, but yes, they are. They are, but they could be reckless sometimes. <laughs> they can be very reckless. Well, let's see. Um, the Dee Dee, mm-hmm. how did the beauty community inspire the whole like diversity of beauty? Diversity, because there were many people, like um, both men and women. Of various different skin colors, and mm-hmm. they like they would be on YouTube, and they'll be having their little makeup tutorials and everything, and like that kind of like just went off where like people like Patrick Star, Jeffrey Star, people like um, Jackie Ina, they were all they were all part of it. Yeah, and I think it's important to talk about our influencers because you want to rely on somebody yeah. that, f- let's say, yeah. looks like you, you know, maybe has the same yeah. skin tone as you, has the same hair type as you, so that you can know how to take mm. care of yourself. I'm not saying the people are geniuses, you know, mm. some of them are licensed. There are some yeah. makeup artists that are licensed and feel welcome to give, you know, what they mm-hmm. paid for <laughs> to go to beauty school, like yeah. cosmetology and things like that. And they feel comfortable um, Mm -hmm. being on social media, showing you how to take care of yourself because it's really important because it connects to everything we just talked about, you know, like the self-esteem and how certain products bring out that confidence, like the red lipstick that Mm -hmm. we mentioned. So I think that's one um, of the big things that beauty influencers show diversity, you know, because... Now we have, for example, when Nima Tang came out, I was like, girl, yes. I was like, we have our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful African princess. And she is doing amazing uh, for show. <clears throat> I was like, just like, even it doesn't have to be someone that's like, looks like you, just someone that you trust when they're like, mm-hmm. t- giving you out of like makeup tips or like recommending a product. Like if you trust them, if they're genuine, then okay. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then also when you think about it, they there's a lot of culture involved. You know, yeah. like makeup is so beautiful. And that's because each culture has their own distinct way on how they consider what is a typical makeup look from, mm-hmm. let's say, Mexico, France, Nigeria, um, you know, Armenians and, and Saudi Arabia and other places around the world. Um, they yeah. have their own influence on how they want to like slay the world, you know, and right. be unique. Like Americans, they love, they love to over-exaggerate their makeup. Like, they love their beat. They love a cake. <laughs> yeah, but you know, all BBs accepted in this yeah. household, period. And like the Koreans, they like very like- Minimalistic. Minimal. Very. Yeah, very minimalistic, <laughs> you know, very teeny, 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 tiny yeah. bit. But you, it's fine because mm-hmm. makeup, like we said, is just a way to enhance your beauty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's for me, like, mm-hmm. very important because you want somebody you can relate to. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Who do we want to talk about? Who do we want to talk about? I mean, personally, like, one that I, like, know that I can, like, even though he has a lighter complexion, Mm-hmm. I very much just, just love to listen to him. He's very outgoing. He's androgynous. Jeffree Star. Miss mm-hmm. Jeffree Star. She's a queen. <laughs> she is a queen. Tell me why you like to listen. Um, I don't know. It all started when I saw Bretman Rock. Like, mm-hmm. I, he was the very first guy I um, kind of discovered. Mm-hmm. 
And I would, at first, I would just listen to him because, oh, he's pretty funny. He's, like, really cool. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. <laughs> and I, then I started watching his makeup tutorials, and I kind of started following them. But I, I wasn't wearing makeup at the time, so. Yeah. And then I saw his Snapchat. He was on his story. And he was watching a Jeffree Star drugstore makeup tutorial. And I checked that out for myself. And then I also saw other videos that he had. And I quickly fell in love with makeup. Yeah. And, like, I fell in love with, like, oh, men are in makeup, too. I can do that, too. Right. Me like, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that brings up one of my points. Like I said, like, um, they have influencers. Like, they have influenced a lot to the younger audience. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been more and more frequent where beauty mm-hmm. influencers have inspired teens and even kids. You know, like, yeah. there's eight-year-olds that do their makeup better than us. Yes. Girl, how unfair is that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they they But they do amazing. They really do. They really do. Like, they inspire teens and even kids to show their behalf on other kinds of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and without, with and without makeup, yeah. <clears throat> you know? And totally. like I said, the youngs are doing way better than yeah. us. And the better than the OGs, too. Right. They're so creative. You know, some of them people, like, they do drag makeup. Yes. Or they'll draw, like, skyscrapers on their face. Yeah. And it'll look like they're an actual skyscraper. I'll be like, whoa. Exactly. Like, what is this? It's, it's a talent. Well, it's not. Well, it's it just takes practice. It takes practice, but it is sure is a talent. It really is. Um, like you just gotta have the time and the patience to learn the art of makeup. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Like another audience, they influence. They influence a lot of makeup beginners. Yeah. Because totally. th- that was me for sure. Like, I really wanted to get into makeup because I just liked, like, I really admired seeing my mom be so happy, you know, like, seeing the bien loca and everything mm-hmm. when she would have her makeup done. So, like, I would watch videos and, like, a lot of make. I feel like a lot of makeup beginners who depend on influencers mm-hmm. for tips, reviews, yeah. application techniques, um, inspiration, and many, many other things are mm-hmm. mainly, like, the targeted audience as we want everyone to be a what? A what? A BBB. A BBB. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, also envious about it, like, too. Like, they can do that. I want to do it, too. But I was scared. Because, like, like, even though, like, there's, like, men out there that wear makeup, it's still, like, it can still be, like, a pretty, like, hard topic. Not hard topic, but, like, hard. Because, like, you know, either your parents either support it or they don't. They don't. Yeah. And it's, like, scary. It really is... See, that's very interesting because mm-hmm. I know when I started wearing makeup outside in public, a lot of people didn't notice that I had it mm-hmm. on. And that's because I did the minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do eyeshadow. I didn't do anything. I just did, like, my base um, concealer and mm-hmm. my bronze my face. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, I don't contour. I don't know. I just don't like contour. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to look like an egg walking mm-hmm. around school, <laughs> you know. And people were just like, oh, my God, your skin looks so good today. And I'll yeah. just be like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is my skin. You know? Yeah, I would do that a lot, too. I was kind of scared, like, I, for people to know. Like, I only let my closest friends know. Like, oh, yeah, I wear makeup. Like, yeah. But, yeah. like, I was scared when, like, even someone would say, like, compliment me. Like, oh, I love your makeup. I would kind of panic. I'm like, oh, I'm not wearing makeup. What do you mean? Me, yes. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I felt that. I'll just be like, makeup? Makeup who? Like, who is that? Never right. heard. I just know millions wear it. Yeah. You know, but that was back then. Now I'm like, yes, I have. Yeah. 20 pounds of makeup on. No, okay, uh-huh. no, no, not even. <laughs> no, but like still, like I would, even like sometimes it can happen. But now it's like, yeah. Yeah, full show. Mm-hmm. So we have a very special, special, special interview that, you know, Gigi did with our beautiful queen. Yes, she's a queen. 
um, and y'all would know a lot about her. So Starchild is gonna go on it. So my name is Thomas Ilalaole, and my drag name is Starchild. What inspired yes. your name? I, when I was getting into drag, I was very inspired by David Bowie, and his his stage name was Ziggy Stardust, and so I wanted to incorporate something that had like stars or like space. So I came up with Starchild. Can you tell us what do you love the most about yourself? About myself? Yes. Um, I think what I perhaps admire the most about myself is that I'm extremely passionate about everything that I do. I do I do a variety of, of different things, but each thing I'm just as equally passionate about. You're like a go-getter. Like, if you put something up in your mind, like, you're going to go do it, right? Like Yeah, and I, I, I very much put my full self into each thing that I do. I never want to do anything that's um, subpar or not not fully not fully invested in mm, that's good that brings up my next question um what gave you the inspiration to start drag well i come from a background of theater so i also sing mm. and i dance and i act and i started off as a dancer when i was when i was young and i still am a practicing uh, performer so i when i was doing theater in colorado where i'm originally from i was introduced to a hair and makeup designer who was doing the hair and makeup for the shows that I was performing in. They are a drag queen and they were performing in drag a lot. And so they came to me and were like, would you ever be interested in drag? You should try drag. You know, you're a good performer. And I never really ever thought about drag. I mean, obviously I knew about RuPaul's drag. You know, I, I, I knew about drag like culture, but like it was very limited knowledge. And so I ended up doing a musical called Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which stage musical about about three drag queens and i was in the ensemble of the show and that was sort of like my first introduction to like um drag and like the the makeup and the costumes and all that kind of stuff so uh, i ended up doing a performance outside of that show um, with my friend who was a drag queen and i immediately fell in love with it i I never looked back, and so I just, I, I kept buying different types of makeup and trying to invest more money because when I first started out, I, like, didn't have any money, and I really, but I just didn't invest in, in the proper type of uh, makeup and stuff, but that's sort of how I got introduced to drag, and I will have made two years this month. That is Thank so you. cool. Oh, my God. So tell me, because you did mention makeup. How was, like, your first time, like, in drag, you know, with the whole makeup, like, did you have that, like, you look a little busted or, like, yeah, how, how you feel? Yeah, so the first time I performed, um, my friend who I met did my makeup. Um, so that was, like, my first time putting makeup on, but it wasn't by myself. But very much, like, when I started doing makeup after that by myself for performances, I looked very busted, very crusty, because I just couldn't afford the right type of makeup. And also, like, I, I didn't know the techniques that I was supposed to use in order to look right. So in terms of like concealing my eyebrows and like having proper contour and learning how to like blend and shade and eyeshadow and like drawing brows, like it was just very, it was very crusty in the beginning. 
and I still learn. Like every time I do my makeup, I'm still learning like new techniques and new things that work for my face because I realized very early on that everybody's face is different, regardless if it's drag makeup or regular makeup or you know whatever type of makeup you're putting on your face. Everybody's face is different, so what works for one person may not work for you. And the yeah. only way you're gonna learn how to do makeup is to do it on yourself and basically fail a bunch of times before you figure out what what works for your face. Oh yeah, practice. This makes perfect, like they say for sure. <laughs> so, what are like some advice? Like, what is some technique that you feel like everybody should like contribute to their makeup? Like, whether they're in drag or just every day or anything. Um, I think basic techniques that like everyday makeup people could use as well as drag queens would probably be like foundation and contour. I feel like those are like really important because if your foundation and your contour look bad, your whole face is going to look bad. Everything looks bad. The, <laughs> regardless of the rest of it because, you know, like some people don't know how to contour or they put too much contour or too little contour. They don't know how to pick the right shades or foundation, so they look too dark, they look too light. Um, so I feel like foundation and like color matching and then like your contour and shading is really, really important because if mask busted, then it doesn't matter how good your eyebrows or your eyeshadow looks, your face is just gonna look weird. Yeah, like the base. Mm -mm. Yeah. And then like undertones mm -hmm. too, like it just makes it so much trickier, like literally they just don't want to see it succeed. Yeah, well, and if you, like, if you are a, a, a male that's putting on makeup, um, depending on, like, if you're, if you're, like, when you shave your beard and your facial hair, if you have, like, blue pigments in your skin, yeah. you should color correct before you even put foundation on. Mm -hmm. But that's so a lot of work. That's, that's, it's a lot of work, and I don't even color correct because I just don't care. I just, <laughs> like, pile on, I just pile on the foundation and it seems to yeah. work for me, but... Um, yeah, I would just say foundation and contour are probably like, that's like, that's like the base of your entire face. That's true, that's true. So, how did you feel when you had the makeup on? Like, your first time in drag? Um, when my friend did my face for the first time in drag, um, I don't know, it was sort of like an out-of-body experience. Like, I like I was able to see myself in a different way. And for the drag, I, I started to realize that I identify as non-binary. So, I... Um, I go by female pronouns, okay. and um, so for me, the first time getting into drag was very much like I saw my I saw another side of myself for the first time, and I felt really beautiful and powerful, and it was it was sort of like an awakening. And having the makeup on, I realized that that this was a part of me that I didn't know that was a part of me. If that makes sense. Um, why is makeup important to you? I think makeup is important to me because now that I have discovered this, this other part of my identity, it really is a way that I can affirm that identity. Um, I'm working on not, not, I'm working on being able to affirm that identity without makeup, but makeup is definitely a tool or an instrument that I use in affirming that identity. And when I put on the makeup, you know, a lot of the time people think that drag performers are characters, and we very much are. I mean, we're we're hyper-realized versions of ourselves, so in a sense, we are characters. But in my drag, I very much like to use the makeup as an extension of who I am. So even if I'm like going to do something that's really kooky and out there and like it's like fantasy, it's still an extension of who I am as a person. So I never want it to be like this disconnect. Because like, as I mentioned before, I'm an actor and um, yeah. 
oftentimes when you perform in like plays and musicals, you're performing a different a different person than who you are. And when I started to drag, I wanted to approach it in a way that made it so that I was just presenting an extended part of who I was. I never wanted it to be something other than who I am. Um, so the makeup for me in drag is is just expressing that that other part of who I am. I never want it to be something where it's changing who I am. It's just highlighting those other beautiful parts and facets of my identity and who I am and how I come into this world. For me, in drag, is just expressing that other part of who I am. I never want it to be something where it's changing who I am. It's just highlighting those other beautiful parts and facets of my identity and who I am and how I come into this world. Now that we're talking about makeup, what are some makeup trends that you think now today people have been inspired by directly? Makeup trends. I feel like the mole is coming back. Like people are Mm -hmm. starting to draw moles on their faces now. Like in the 60s and even, no not the 60s, like the 20s and 30s, like moles were really popular. Like if you look at like Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn, like that whole trend was a thing and I feel like a lot of drag queens are like starting to bring that back so they're like purposely drawing like moles on their face as like accents to their makeup and it also transforms into this thing where like now it's becoming a trend to draw shapes on your face so like dots and other types of accents on your face and it's becoming more of a trend in 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 traditional in traditional like femme femme makeup so like even though like shapes are not like it wouldn't be like inherently something that you would think about in terms of like mainstream drag makeup. It's starting to become that. You know, you see that with people like Dusty Ray Bottom, yeah, from season ten, where she like would draw lines and dots on her face. Um, and, pe- and drag queens are even like drawing freckles on their face. So like, like accents like that are starting to become more of a trend now a day. So, um, is there any message you want to give to anybody that wants to experiment with makeup, try makeup? or any like upcoming drag queens? I think the biggest thing is you have to take your time. I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people who want to become drag queens or aspire to be a drag performer is that they're going to get it instantly. And that's just simply not the case because like I said before, you have to learn what works for your face. So, you know, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to be irritated. You're not going to be used to how long it takes you to get the face. And that's going to be really annoying. But the biggest advice that I would give to anybody that wants to be a drag performer is take your time. Take your time, but also don't be hard on yourself because in the beginning, it's going to look busted. Like, it's (laughs) not going to look the way that you want. It's not going to look airbrushed. It's not going to look blended. And you're not going to, you know, just come out the gate looking super good. So I would say take your time. Don't beat yourself up. And also, like, if it's something that you really want to pursue, then you have to be willing to invest. Because when I started doing drag, like, I would buy my makeup from CVS and Walgreens. And, like, I would buy all my stuff from, like, Ross and Goodwill. And, like, that's all fine and dandy. And, like, I still do the, I still, like, use those places as sources for my drag. But, like... If you really want to be a drag performer, you have to be willing to invest. Yeah, for sure. And that's probably something that's going to frustrate you in the beginning because you're not going to have the money to yeah. invest. <laughs> not everything's going to... Until gonna... you start getting gigs that pay you well. That was Thomas, aka Starchild, and she just spilled all the tea on how to be a beat baddie bee. Back to you, Didi. 
So that was how to be a BBB 101. Yes, yes. BBs, we did that. Okay, now. So, what did we talk about, Didi? What did we talk about, Didi? All right. Well, we talked about everything. Everything. Everything, <laughs> everything sis. Mm-hmm. We, talk, we talked about um, how to build your self-esteem, how makeup builds your self-esteem, you know? Yeah. We talked about makeup products and ingredients and what to use and what not to use. Yes. We also talked about dark skin issues mm-hmm. and the controversial beauty community. The controversial beauty community. And then, of course, men and makeup, because that's mm-hmm. us, Gigi yeah. and Didi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we have to influence, you know, the yes. people that it's okay for men to yeah. also be a part of the makeup community. Like, come on now. And don't get it twisted. We're not saying all men have to wear it. We're saying yeah. it's okay. Because some people are okay. like, no, men don't have to. Like, it's okay for them to wear it. We're it's, not telling you to wear it. Right. We're we're not police officers. We're no. not enforcement over here. No. <laughs> but yeah, that was how to be a BBB 101. <laughs> and thank you so much. Again, this is Gigi. And Dee Dee. And we thank you guys so much for listening to our beautiful radio show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And remember, you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolo Cali in Little Village. So yeah, thank you. Thank bye. You, bye. Okay, guys, uh, we're Radio. here. You're in, and remember, you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio White Yolo Cali in Little Village. This is um, Antonio. I'm, I'm here Marie? with my friend, yeah. Yo, what up, guys? I'm Esteban. And we're here to talk about a type of music, a very uh, important type of music. Um, I'll let you show, honestly. It. Yeah. It's um, called lo-fi, by the way, in case anybody was wondering what kind of music we're talking about. The lo-fi hip-hop is seen. Yep. And so tell, tell us, Mary, what's lo-fi about? Okay, for, for people some people know. who, yeah, basically, I didn't know what lo-fi was until, like, I looked up on some of the YouTube channels. Like, you know how that's coming up now? Yeah. It basically, for anyone who isn't familiar, lo-fi music, eh, it can, it's a con- constant or a consistent loop from a jazz recording, usually the piano or guitar, at a bass line and as a beat, a sample of a drum beat at least, strip the loop of low and high frequencies, layer it with a sample of vinyl record static. The vinyl record static is simulating the low fidelity recordings of the early 20th century. Bam, you have a lo-fi hit. So basically, uh, hip-hop hip hop is what you're telling us, plus add in, uh, what is it, drum lines, ba- bass lines, and all that stuff? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like different kind of sounds and uh, and different kinds of music uh, that come together to form this type of music, right? And I think that like the best thing about it is just like basically you can like make it out of anything. Like, sure, like I gave like the basic definition of like what it basically is, but you could add like a lot more to it. Like, what is it? I know for some of the... Some of the music we're actually gonna play um, it has like a, a little bit of scenes of like m- uh, movies of other m- songs as well. Like it's just a mixture, mixture of everything, right? Of yeah. many medias, many uh, instruments, and I like that the idea that you could do anything with this kind of music. Uh, basically, yeah, everything, right? Um, yeah, and sometimes you could even like rap to it or can, or just exercise. Honestly, I think this is like the perfect medium to like like get yourself out there honestly right yeah like like freestyling or something like that and you don't even need like all this we'll talk about this later on but you don't even need the like expensive equipment or stuff like that and we'll talk about that later on 
Yep. Um, so want to go ahead and play some of the songs mm. that we have on? And See, so, uh, the, so the first one is um, Alone Trash. Um, That's a channel of YouTube. Go check them out if, if anyone can. Yeah. Well, here it goes. Hope you like it.
Hi guys, uh, welcome back. Remember you're listening to WLP and LP Chicago 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio White, Yolo Cali, in Little Village. I'm Antonio Rodriguez, and I'm here with my friend. Esteban Alucin, and what the people just heard right now is three songs that are known as trash. <laughs> and I'm also here, guys. <laughs> I'm yeah, my bad, my bad for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, we, uh, Jane sang. Uh, very, they're very good songs. Uh, as you yeah. could uh, hear, the mixture of very different types of media. Uh, Marie, if you could explain to explain us. To mm -hmm. us. Um, well, basically, again, like as we described before, it's lo-fi, and some of them really didn't have a mixture. Like for example, uh, Timmy Softskin, the last one that played before. Um, that one wasn't actually. That was a mixture of a lo-fi by another channel by Nourish. But that one was an independent song that still kind of sounds similar. Obviously the same, t in my opinion. But it, it was just a regular lo-fi song. Didn't really last that long. But it's a really personal favorite for a lot of the people who listen to Nourish on YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, artists that have made great contributions to this type of music. And one of them is Jay Dila. Uh, it's a great singer and songwriter. Uh, he was important to the contribution of this music. Um, he was a very good guy, um, according to his friends. Uh, he was a mentor also. And a fun fact is that he, when he was uh, um, young, he dated a girl. And uh, she worked at a donut shop. So after that, he started bringing donuts, a lot of donuts, to uh, his home, to his house, to his mom. And that's why... Uh, he came out with, you know, the there's an album that it's called Donuts, and it's based on that. Um, what do you think about yeah. it, Esteban? I mean, I think that's actually pretty interesting, the fun fact you said, because me personally, since I like a lot of rap, I've been hearing Jay Dilla, who contributed to Lo-Fi, but also another person who contributed, contributed like, made the basis for what Lo-Fi is, is MF Doom, for those who don't know. He was born Daniel Doman on January 9th, 1971. And he was cons he is considered one of the creators for what Lo-Fi will be today, along with Jay Dilla. He used the he used the anti-hero persona of MF Doom 
from the Marvel Comics Doctor Doom. And the first album that he released was Operation Doomsday. And from there on, he will make a lot of instrumentals. One of the songs that we'll be hearing today, which is Penny Royal, along with Jay Dilla's You Love. Yeah, and they're saying that um, it's not only a project. He's making a lot of projects, and many people think it's uh, like different uh, DJs or different music uh, musicians, but as it's actually him. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. It's... That's a important fact. Uh, yeah, but what about you, Mary? Honestly, that uh, story about like the donut, a donut shop girl, and then he always brought home donuts was actually a really interesting story that I actually didn't know about that artist for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it and it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it's interesting because me as a I'm a songwriter, and yeah. my my letters, they're mostly about girls and it's it's yeah <laughs> it's it's funny right it's typical, funny that it, typical teenager yeah Honestly. <laughs> we all have uh that maybe that connection right uh esteban i don't yeah. know about you <laughs> like me personally i'm a songwriter also and mostly when i just go into youtube i don't use lo-fi for ju like just like chill or when i'm relaxing i use these beats just to rap uh, and improve my lyricism Cause yeah. for me, what I talk about is just pretty much anything in anything in general. Cause I consider myself a poet. Yeah. Another mm -hmm. fun fact about uh, Jay Dilla, a great uh, um, songwriter. Uh, it was that he was uh, he was good at uh, at school. He had good grades, and that he was good at. Um, Which proves why why you always need an education first. Yeah. People. Um. He. With his mathematical <laughs> uh, knowledge, he used that to form his music, he, to start his music. Actually, he went to a good college, but he didn't like uh, his the college and being stu like studying. So every weekend, he would go to a DJ party and uh, play. Uh, and that's how he learned and applied many things that he learned uh, in the music. Uh, and that's, I mean... That's that's pretty amazing, right? Uh, yeah. Using I don't know algebra or things that you think you're you're not gonna use in music. That's actually really fascinating to think about it. Like I never like who like who in the world's gonna use a parabola problem to make sick beats? Like I never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah, he was also good at, at physics. That's how why he got into Davis Aerospace uh, College, which is a very good college. But he didn't like it. He liked music and make people happy with his music. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like most of the successful, successful people like go to like colleges and they're like, yeah, this really isn't for me. Go off to do something and like become like really good at it and then like become famous for it in a bit. Yeah, yeah. right. But oh. still, we need we need to get the education just in case. Uh, just in case. Yeah, yeah like a like plan. a backup, yeah. right? Um. Esteban, something else that you want to comment about your... Um, about MF Doom? Yeah. I mean, personally, it's interesting how this how how this guy like makes these beats that later on other people use. Like, MF Doom, he used uh, a song called Penny Royal, which later on another person used it, which was Joey Badass. And I recommend people to check uh, that album. It's the same song. It's, it has the same song in the title. It's just that in this case, this guy raps on it. And he considers it one of his influences to who he is today. Yeah, and th that's amazing how artists uh, collaborate. Uh, they come together, and I mean, the DJ makes the beat, uh, the rapper makes uh, the lyrics. Sings, 
or uh-huh, and the songwriter yeah, makes the vice lyrics. Versa. Yeah, and it's amazing how everything that it has to be done to create a song or music as simply as that i had kind of like a question because like i know we're still talking about lo-fi and he is a lo-fi artist yeah what about some of the art uh art that he has for like some of the videos that he has because i know for like some lo-fi it's just like a screenshot of something like a girl relaxing or like basically just like a really nice photo like what does um dilla have or mf doom like is it like a weird type of photo or like pretty not cool or like interesting questioning? Not really. Like he uses his his image, which is him in the ma- in the mask from the doctor from the Doctor Doom, you know, character, and he puts that on his albums. So it pretty much it's pretty much just him using uh, anti-hero persona. Yeah, uh, Jay Dilla. He uses uh pretty. N- it's not like it's like unusual pictures, and then like images that come together and give you this sense that it's uh like the music you're hearing it's connected to the to the image and it's a strong connection uh yeah marie um, i know yeah, for like what is it some also artists that we're gonna play like i know for timmy's like for that song um i know for the song that's gonna come up uh safe in my arms or in my arms Basically, it's just a gif of an anime character looking out the win- out of a car window, and it's just like basically an ongoing loop. But I don't know, like for most uh, lo-fi channels, it's basically just one screenshot, and it's just like really aesthetic, if I'm even saying that correctly, like really pretty to look at, along with the music behind. Like I don't know, it's just like something really pleasing to the eye. I mean, when people look at these cover arts, sometimes they could probably relate in themselves. Well, like like what you said with the anime girl, like. If a person sees it while they're doing homework or they just want to relax, they'll be like, "Oh, like, oh, like that cover art, you know, relates to me." Or like, I even seen some lo-fi lo-fi videos where they use vaporwave and other characters from other cartoons, yeah. and people are like, "Oh, I can re- I can relate with this person." Yeah, they uh, they attract uh, their fans by, I mean, relating. Like the music is kind of relatable to your life. Like if you feel sad, I'm a fe- I'm gonna hear something. Uh, some sad music. If I feel happy, I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna hear some hype music. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, also, what like do you think about the song that we're gonna hear in a couple of minutes? The Penny Royal. Penny Royal. Yeah. Penny Royal. Oh, I mean, personally, it's one of my best tracks that I could rap on, and it's just like has has this sick bassline that people uh, folks you gotta hear, and. Really, it's just a, a masterpiece. I read. It's just a masterpiece. Yeah, it makes you. Well, for me, it makes you like. It makes me want to write a song. It makes me want to freestyle. And it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty intense, pretty sick beat, right? The, it's amazing how many instruments and uh, bass lines uh, come mm. together to form this. And all this just came from people's uh, people's imagination, their ideas. Yeah. But right. What about you, Mary? Honestly, I think that's, like, the best way, like, music can be made, honestly. Just, like, your creative thoughts and just putting it into a song and then, like, here you go. Like, this is what I made. Yeah. Right. You know what? You know what? Let's just, let's let's just play them. Let's yeah. just play them. Let's listen to it. Heck yeah. 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 Well, I hope you like, guys. Um, this is La Mesita. Remember, you're listening to WLP and LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio. Broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. Um, and yeah, this is La Mesita. I'm Antonio Rodriguez. This is Esteban Marie, and here's a song.
Hello guys, we're back. Uh, my, I'm gonna remember you guys. My name is Antonio Rodriguez. I'm here with my friends. Esteban Aducin. And Marie. We're from La Mesita and lately we were talking about the uh, music. Uh, Marie, if you could tell us the name of the music. Well, I know, what is it? Timmy's, if I'm, no, it wasn't Timmy's. Oh, goodness. Um, it was MF Doom, uh, Penny Royal, J. Dilla, You Love, and this other... Honestly, the Penny Royal was actually really good. And then we got Sand Gun, I'll Keep You Safe, which I, again, a personal favorite. But I like the MF Doom Penny Royal. Like, I was really feeling that. Yeah, I got so hyped up uh, over the break because I started to rap a little bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah and th also, uh, I, I'll Keep You Safe. It was, I mean, I felt that it was, like, so soft. Like, for times when you want to be in your bed, uh laying down being relaxed that was like was that like would be a perfect songs. yeah that would be a perfect song uh i've noticed that it's not only the music and the beats but it's also and also the images but it's also the titles of the music that have a, va a value yeah and an yeah. importance yeah what do you think about that uh, marie and esteban honestly like it has a power of words like keep like i know like some of them like aren't like really like all dramatic like for example like i'll keep you safe and stuff like that like that's like that could be interpreted in a lot of ways but penny royal like that gives it a name and i'm like you got like you gotta listen to it in order to know what it what's it about yeah, yeah. right and it, the titles also attract uh the attract fans the people. yeah attract people like uh some of the next songs we're gonna hear one of the of the songs is gonna be dinosaurs and uh, that really attracts <laughs> and me. That's actually yeah. a pretty interesting name to name in dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaur, right. Dinosaur. What? There's another one called Breakfast Lando, which I don't know if it's, that's that's like a place or if that's just like a term. Or that's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> or like a term that people use. But let's talk about let's talk about this. Like, what can make a uh, lo-fi what it is, pretty much, in your opinion? Mm. Hmm. I think uh, what it makes is. Uh, the variety of instruments of uh types of beats uh yeah that's what makes uh the music honestly if you yeah. can like make it catchy <laughs> like if you can put it in a playlist and you put that stuff on repeat i think that's what could make it i mean that's like any song really but like if you can like listen to it every day you can sleep to it you can sing to it you can like s like study with it on you could work you can focus i think that's what that's what makes lo-fi lo yeah right yeah. like when it connects to the people to the viewers to the listeners it, it connects uh for whatever reason whatever time they're listening music they have every type uh, on, of low type of music. Yeah, because what is it? We have like the ones that you like earlier in the in our show. Um, like they were pretty hype, like a lot different from the ones that like you can sleep to and you can study to. And then you had some of the ones, for example, Timmy's and Sangun, like were like really relaxed and like really sleepy. Like, yeah, really shows a big difference in lo different lo-fi types. Yeah. Also yeah. the, I like the lo-fi types when. The ones that you could dance, you know, that yeah. are mixed with not only like hip hop, but also like cumbias and 
and dancehall mm-hmm. and electro and all that stuff because really it's gonna bring you it's gonna bring you that vibe in you they'll be like oh i want to dance to this song because it sounds so really catchy yeah and right stuff. and remember with this type of music you could do everything because mm-hmm. you could mix everything anything that you want to make uh like sick beats uh make the people dance make the f- the people feel the music make the people want to do music you know yeah and like there's a lot of artists out there that are not really well known but have been known in their own countries or online that have mixed these types of songs types of genres like cumbia with dancehall or electro with something else tropical yeah and it turns out to be really catchy beats yeah right the mixture of many music and also uh when it's like i think it was a mentor once told me everything you hear is music and i mean now i get it like every sound we make it could be music it could be if you work Mm -hmm. on it it could be music even a simple tap to the desk i don't know it could be a beat right you get me and you never know if if that song could actually turn into a whole a whole like famous beat that someone really like really will vibe to yeah like something as simple as a clap you know that that's a that has the clap has been a pretty trendy uh, sound right yeah with the trap with the trap uh wave yeah Mm -hmm. right um but what i was gonna say like what is it like take a clap put it on loop cut it like on a what is that like on a vinyl like you know how like they do for like like any not any typical dj but like on a Oh, yeah, like with the clap, like they could probably just record it and then they take these other elements like a bass line that could fit into that clap, the drum beats like dun 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 dun, and bam, you got a little fight hit, bam hit, love that. Yeah, yeah sometimes right. adding a hook or a melody. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, it would be awesome if they uh work with movie with movies, you know. Well, I I think it would be cool. Yeah. Like action movies with lo-fi music. <laughs> that would be, be a sick. pretty interesting topic. Yeah. I think but they've done that, like, in some of the ones I hope we listen to. I know there was, like, one with an alien, and I'm like, this is going to be interesting. It was really catchy, though. I can't remember what it's called, but, like, you could just hear it in the background where it's just an alien, and then it's just, uh, it was a, I think it was an old movie, too, because you can tell because of the, how, like, it's phased and how it was acted. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And it was just in the background. And then you heard more rapping. And I'm like, pretty sick. For yeah, lo-fi. right. <laughs> but for right now, we'll, we'll listen to more lo-fi beats uh, right now coming up. The first one is Bonobo uh, Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's the, the, the one that I was talking about. Well, mm-hmm. I hope you like, guys. And we'll be right back. These are the times that try men's souls. In the course of our nation's history, the people of rallied bravely whenever the rights of men have been threatened. Today, a new crisis has arisen. Citizens, hear me out. This could happen to you.
my god we're back uh that was pretty uh pretty dope music i i love the dinosaurs one uh for i don't know when i'm hyped yeah and also the breakfast uh londo i like i I mean it was pretty like jazzy it was pretty soft like like a romantic date with the perfect girl nah (laughs) i think it's just a b for chillaxing you know in your room typical day yeah i imagine it for restaurants like elegant restaurants you know kind of give me like i don't even know how to pronounce this word but it's like nostalgia like for a time period you never even knew like you know all those kids that say oh i was born in the wrong time period after queen came out and they're like <laughs> and you're like okay whatever and you continue on with your day that reminded me of something like that like way back when and i'm like i i felt that but i wasn't even born then <laughs> like, yeah. I felt that. it really be like that <laughs> like yeah, that's what i was feeling it does give a, a feeling of of the times of the old times right you get yeah. me and, and that's what I like about lo-fi because it really gives you this nostalgia feel or it could give you another type of feel, maybe personal, maybe, you know, yeah. just in general. It also, <laughs> it also could change your emotional feelings. Like if you feel sad, you could feel happy just mm. by listening to this music. If you Honestly. had a stressful day, you could, you know, just chill yeah. to this. Just just hear lo-fi music and you'll be fine. You're going to be Wanna all Want right. to get yourself more sad? Listen to this music. Want to get yourself happy? More happy? Listen <laughs> to this music. Love it. Like, it has different... has, like, any mood you want to get into, like, there's, there's a lo-fi for that. Oh, my God, that needs to be a brand. Like, what mood do you want to get into? There's a lo-fi for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe in the future. What if we do music also? Us. <laughs> that would be pretty pretty dope. Dope. I love that. Like you should do that. Like other than you know, because I know like uh, Esteban, you do bass, and then um, Antonio. I know you sing as well. Like I think you guys should get into that to lo-fi. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I- if we know how to do the equipment, how to handle the equipment and stuff like that, you know, because yeah. music ain't it, it ain't easy. <laughs> especially yeah, it ain't easy. cheap, nah. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Also, what do you guys think about the? song we hear we heard about you know the dinosaurs and bonobo <laughs> i really like that beginning it was like for a second i kind of felt like it was like a, a clip for like a news like an old news p- broadcast and i'm like okay what's this and then it got into the beat and i'm like oh snaps it's about to get into it <laughs> yeah you <laughs> feel it right uh also i don't know if you guys have seen but uh like some of the intros or the the videos of the music of the lo-fi music they were like funny and there it's i saw this in the in the morning i was looking at this video of lo-fi music i don't remember i don't really remember the song but it was, it was about a cat talking. talking it was like it was pretty dope oh <laughs> my god because it was like the cat being sampled being sampled repeating the same words over and over again i couldn't understand what it was saying but uh, it was funny <laughs> yeah and it also like what it said he did the action like he he was flying he was making uh clones of himself like going infinite it was just like a trippy scenario that that people sometimes would imagine pretty much yeah like it was it was like kind of mickey mouse old mickey mouse stylish right we sure do love the trippy mickey mouse we just love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting how they use these cartoon characters for lo-fi or lo-fi as the covers. Same yeah, they're anime. yeah, mm-hmm. they're pretty inspiring. I, I I think they use they use them because 
they connect to the music and it also attracts the fans because I mean at, at those times when lo-fi started it, I mean those cartoons were pretty popular and also I mean they go with the music with the beat they could make anything right actually you know what I noticed what, what is it like not okay first use is like usually a lot of anime like for like relaxing and stuff like that but I see like a lot of like Simpson like sad cover art for like sad lo-fi uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier about these guys using Bart and and these ep- from these episodes where he where he experiences a lot of stuff like he has his heart broken and then somebody uses that for the lo-fi, the yeah. lo-fi cover and pretty much. I think some people use that as shirts and profile pictures, and I'm just like, okay, you know, like that's a nice cover art and all, but like why? Like in the same way they paint these char- these characters with like a lot of brand brand clothes and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly like that. I guess marketing. I guess. Yeah, like yeah. Bart is a pretty trending uh, character uh, when yeah, it comes character. to using brands for stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. bruh. They also use him for hip hop, uh, like. Like hip hop songs in YouTube. Oh yeah. yeah, they like what is it? Edit him to look like one of like a mumble rapper, like. Like these impersonators ra- uh, impersonating as Bart and then rapping like him. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. actually pretty funny. It's pre- yeah, th- those yeah they have pretty funny videos and they're pretty attractive. Well, for me because I I love comedy, and especially in lo-fi music. Yeah, but let's talk about this for a moment because. There has there has been um, a statement that me and Antonio were debating about earlier, which is that now artists have begun to reuse equipment that at one point was considered like already extinct. Yeah, right. It, it, it's pretty. I mean, if you look back, they used almost. It was impossible. It well, as if we, if I see it, it was almost impossible to make music. But for this uh, important artist, they made it like it. They made it seem easier, and now these are a lot of equipment is coming back. Uh, the the computer is like they're gonna leave it. Like I don't know. They're um, <laughs> how are like they gonna work with this, like a newer computer and like older equipment, or is it? Yeah, it's probably to give it that nostalgia feel. Yeah, oh, right. But yeah. it's amazing how uh, old equipment is coming again, right? Yeah. And I, I think it's pretty. It's most more. Uh, I don't know. It's more more attractive because you get this feeling. Like now with the computers, you just press a button and that's it. You got your music and yeah. that's it. But with the old artifacts, you have to actually be doing it live, doing it, um, changing things and. Raising the volume, this yeah, and that, and it's <laughs> crazy if you see some people how they just y- you think they're gonna break it. It looks easy, but reality, it isn't. It isn't. I right. literally love how you call mm. them artifacts. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and yeah, and I've been seeing how some of these artists been using uh, the com- they've been doing the comeback of tra- uh, beat drum machines. I think that's what they call. Oh no! Yeah, right into yeah. their beats to make songs. Uh, yeah. Um, Marie, do you have have any opinion about this? Honestly, like, what is it? Not lately, but, like, I've been, like, remembering some of, like, the older music that they had to do mixtapes in, like, not back in the 1970s, I think, or, like, when, like, hip-hop just got made. So, like, Um, the 90s? Yes. Yeah, they exactly like that. (laughs) I over here singing 70s. Uh, 
but like it kind of reminds me of that because they had this whole machine just to play a cassette tape and like you had to do a lot to cut it to like replay or like do a mix on it and you're telling me like oh you know they're gonna go back to the old technology that they were using to like do this to make it a nostalgia feel and i'm like that's gonna take up a lot of work <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it it actually is and i gotta a- ask you guys this question like what is your favorite uh lo-fi uh song right yeah song. yeah your favorite song that's Mary. difficult. I mean, Mary, you want to answer that? Um, like I have like a lot because like I have a lot on my playlist to like sleep and relax to. Um, ooh, that's actually a really tough question. Um, I think I don't really. Ha- I do have a channel I really like, Nourish. Um, they play really good songs. Um, especially just like lonely songs, not sad, but just lonely. Um, and then uh, one called Tan- Timmy, like. I think that's a T I M M I E to me. I'm not. I think I'm. I'm gonna assume that's how you pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the one that we just finished playing, Soft Skin, that's actually my favorite. Um, it's really short though, like like we heard earlier, but it's really really good. And then, Sean Gun, um, Safe in My Arms. I think that's what it's called. Like You're Safe Now. That's really good. I also like those. Those are my two favorite so far actually. But playlists could go on on a Nurse channel. I guess yeah. for me, it has to be the MF Doom Penny Royal because it really just brings something in me that wants to, like, get hyped up, you know, really good vibes about it. And another one that I think I like is this channel from YouTube called Trash, which we actually have one of the songs, which is called Alone. Because yeah. it really brings, like, these sad these sad uh, type type songs. But in reality, even though I'm not sad, I just like to hear them because they really just sound beautiful, you know? Yeah, but the what question... About you, Antonio? Yeah. Well, yeah, what about you? Well, I think now that I heard this song, I think it's Dinosaurs <laughs> from Bonobo. Nice. But the question is, you know, coming back to the topic of trash, why oh why trash? I mean, why trash if it's yeah, the it word's amazing. I think I, mean, I have a theory about it. Yeah. yeah. Is that there's some people saying that lo-fi is trash, and I'm like... That's false. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. That's no, but false. some people, some people... In, there's not not everyone, but just some people. Sure. And he wants to be like, well, you know, let me just put that name on it and then put a dollar sign replacing the S saying that I made money off what people are saying is trash. Oh, that's actually a really smart theory, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that or I uh, just... We have ourselves uh, Albert Einstein, yeah. Esteban. Or I was going <laughs> to say, he just like, or like another one just like, oh yeah, just put the S for the dollar sign because why not? Yeah, because it's a trend. It's a trend to replace uh, letters and then put symbols on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you see uh, music, you combine music, and they're like they're, the titles of their music. They combine signs, and they mm-hmm. combine many words, like Penny Royale. Like who would have thought of that? Like Penny Royale or Penny MF Royal. Doom. Um, I don't know. Or J. Dilla. <laughs> Yeah. Like, who would have thought of these titles? Honestly, I just... And they're weird, be- and they're weird, but they're cool. Because it's, like, many things combined. Penny, Royal. Is I it know, weird dinosaur. for me to, like, make sense out of that? Like, Penny, Royal, and then, like, Dilla? Like, I, like it makes no sense for the, what is it, the titles. But, like, I don't know, they just make sense to me. Yeah, right? Yeah. When you hear the, the song, then you say, oh. Yeah. Oh, I get oh. it, I get it. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, 
also, what do you guys think about uh, our next song, uh, Rings? It's called Rings, like, right? Isn't that from Mariana Grande? Oh, no, sweetie. This is another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Lately, that's what uh, people have been putting on, so I'm like, is that really it? So yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, guys, I'm very sorry. We have uh, to um, go. Yeah, it's it's yeah. time. It, time went pretty fast, guys. What do you, Right? Yeah, it's all in one under one hour. I'm still yeah. thinking like it's still one. Yeah, okay, we're gonna miss remember, you guys, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna miss you guys. Yeah. Remember, I'm Antonio Rodriguez. Uh, here, I'm here with my friend Esteban Aldusin and Marie. Yeah, remember you're listening to WLP and LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolo Khalid in Little Village. This is La Mesita. I hope you like this segment. See you, you soon. See you soon. This next is our time. next Bye. song.
heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up? Again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots. We are the robots.